Welcome to Happily Ever After is just the beginning. Keeping your relationship not just together, but happy, and we mean truly happy, is part art and part science. You've come to the right place. Here's your host, Leslie Dorries. So often when I ask a new client what they want to accomplish working with me, I hear, I want my wife to be happy. And this is misguided on oh so many levels. First, what it reveals is a belief that marriage is about the personal happiness of one or both partners. It's not. It actually is a means to challenge all you think you know and to present you with the opportunity to grow and mature. And second, it assumes that one person can or should be the source of happiness for another. It's the you-complete-me mindset of way too many rom-coms. The idea is that once you have found your soulmate, you will live blissfully ever after. If not, they better shape up and do a better job of anticipating your every want or desire, or you're out of there. So how can you get out of this make-my-wife-happy dilemma? Well, I'm so glad you asked. My guest, Don Goey, author and the executive director of the Center for Spiritual Exchange is here to help you with that. So Don, thanks so much for coming on the show and talking about what I know is going to be a really challenging topic for a lot of people. Yes. Well, thank you for having me. So, you know, the the pursuit of happiness seems to be an all-consuming focus for a lot of people. So what makes this a problem? Shouldn't we pursue happiness? Well, no, <laughs> because I, on the one hand, um, if, you know, have you, have you, I see you wear glasses and have you ever um, gone looking around the house for your glasses only to discover they were actually on your head the whole time you were looking for them? I haven't done that, but my husband definitely has. <laughs> I've done that. And I've certainly done it with my car keys. Mm-hmm. In, in other objects, you know, you're looking for something that you already have. Uh-huh. That's, that's the um, that's the irony of, of people's pursuit of happiness. You don't have to acquire happiness. You don't have to acquire something that you already have. And yet people do. They pursue it out there in the external world. And that, that includes, you know, with your soulmate, mm-hmm. with your loved ones, with possessions, with jobs, with academic degrees, you name it. Anything external of yourself is where people are looking for their happiness. And then, you know, the the result is, is that it's really hard to find a completely happy person. You know, I often <laughs> challenge people, name me one person you know in your life who is completely, constantly happy. And re- usually the only ones that they can name is a child. Right. <laughs> and it's only... It's only, you know, when they you do the data on happiness, it's only 4% of the population that fit into that description. And the irony, as I'm saying, is that we're already happy. We're born happy. We're born free, but we become trapped in limited thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, we're born with an open heart that stress and fear so easily close. We're born gifted beings of, of immeasurable worth. 
Um, but we often feel not good enough and we project that onto other people, you know, through our judgments and condemnation of other people, our conflict with other people that then, you know, boomerangs back on us. And in terms of our conflict with ourselves, it then boomerangs into a projection onto somebody else. <laughs> and, uh, you know, one of the things that DeMello, Anthony DeMello, it, it, will say, he's, you know, he's the one we're here to talk about. Uh-huh. Um he, he he says, you know, there's a divinity of joy, a divinity of love within us and surrounding us. And it's there if um, to make us our lives meaningful and beautiful and rich. But um, we become blocked from seeing it. It's almost as if we're all hypnotized to see what's not there mm-hmm. and not actually see what is there. And so, you know, people want to know, well, how could that have happened to us? And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the answer to that is um, society programmed it out of us. Society yep. stamped into us. And by society, I'm talking about parents, schools, religious institutions, uh, uh, you know, workplace institutions. They've all stamped into us a belief that happiness and self-worth um, is found out there in the world. Okay. And if we work long and hard enough, you know, success will come. And out of that, happiness and fulfillment will follow. And, you know, we've all swallowed that, uh, Mm -hmm. not only in our careers, but in our relationships, um, in the neighborhoods we move into, into the possessions we, we accumulate. We've all, and, you know, after, as you know, as a psychotherapist, after 10 years, you realize that um, success come to whatever degree it has, but it's come without fulfillment. It's what uh, Tony Robbins talks about, that success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure in life. It's failing at life. Uh It's failing at living. So waking up is the realization that contrary to what society has taught us, nothing but absolutely nothing of the world can make us happy. Um, It can give us an elation for a little while. Uh But, you know, when I used to to, uh, run a, a large business, and, you know, we'd have a big success, a uh, big ton right. of money would come in and you and people would come to tell me and they'd be very excited. And my very first thought was, where's the next pile of money coming from? Right. You know, it's a very short lived kind of thing because what, you know, the world gives and the world takes away. You're riding high in April, you're shot down in May. That's just the nature of the world. And mm-hmm. you can argue with it all you want. <laughs> But you'll lose, but only 100% of the time, right? Right. It's like arguing with gravity. It's like it exists. I'm sorry. You can't, you know, it's, it's there, right? It's, yes, exactly. And I'm not saying, please hear this. I'm not saying that success isn't important. Of course it is. Mm-hmm. Um, that having nice things isn't important. That being in a meaningful relationship isn't important. Um but sex, success, it's not the same as fulfillment. Fulfillment doesn't come from the world. Happiness doesn't come from the world. It's already in you. Not that radiant happiness of a child mm-hmm. that's constant, makes you smile for no reason. Mm-hmm. It, happiness comes from with, within you. And that's the truth. And that's what most people are arguing with um, and blaming other people who they expected were the ones who are supposed to deliver happiness to them uh-huh. and who they perceive as having failed them in some way. And the look in the mirror, that's where the failure is. And, 
And it's, it's actually not even your fault. I mean, you've been programmed into right. these beliefs. So you, you've written, and I quote, our society is rotten to the core, infected with attachments. So I think that's what you're talking about here. So what is an attachment and what makes it problematic? Yeah, actually, those are the words of uh, Anthony DeMello. Okay. So an attachment... Um, well, let's step back before I tell you what attachment okay. is. And let's talk about what DeMello said, says is the truth, is reality. And the reality is, according to him, is that there's not a single moment in your life when you don't have everything you need to be happy. And the only reason you're ever unhappy when you are, the only reason you're ever depressed and not, not blissing is because you're focusing on what you don't have. Okay. rather than on um, what you have right here, mm-hmm. right now. And so what DeMello De defines as um, an attachment is anything that you believe that you cannot be happy without. So I cannot be happy unless I find my soulmate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cannot be happy unless, or if you're in a relationship, I cannot be happy unless uh, my wife admits she's wrong or my husband admits she's wrong. I cannot be happy unless... My boss appreciates me. I cannot be happy unless I get that promotion or get into that college or I, I'm able to get that car or I can move into that neighborhood. The list is long. And I often invite people to sit down and uh, take a piece of paper and at the top of it, write, I cannot be happy until or unless mm-hmm. and then start making the list. And it's, it's very interesting to see how rapidly people come up with things and they uh-huh. come up with a long list. And then I, then I tell them, look on that list. This is why you're unhappy. This is why, this is why you're suffering. This is why you're neurotic. You're okay. chasing something that, that you think is going to deliver, uh, de- deliver what it is you're looking for deep down what you're looking for. And it's not in those things to give it to you. It's not in those things to make you happy, to give you peace, mm-hmm. to give you a mm-hmm. sense of fulfillment. Um, not even winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's the ultimate fulfillment for a person. It Fulfillment's already in you. You're already fulfilled. You were created by a loving universe and your very nature is love. So, the question becomes is, well, how, how do you how do you get past that? Right. How do you get past your, your programming? And the answer that, that um, DeMello gives is is awareness. Mm-hmm. And he's saying is you're not broken. You know, you're not some problem to be solved. You're not you're, you're OK. And if there is a problem. It's the way you've been programmed to believe these things that without this person or that outcome or or this possession, you can't be happy. And it's a false belief. It's an illusion. You know, you don't acquire or earn happiness or peace. Uh-huh. Um, wake up to discovering you have it already. And, and once you wake up to that, uh, it's smooth sailing after that. <laughs> okay. You make it sound so easy. But when you were talking about, you know, having the, you know, having the possessions or whatever and what makes people happy. And it always reminded me of, you know, um, little kids, maybe, maybe, you know, one, two, maybe three years old on Christmas and they play with the boxes, not the toys. <laughs> it's like, 
you know, they want the ribbons and the boxes and they don't really necessarily care about the other thing. I mean, one of the best gifts we ever gave, we get, ever gave our kids was when my husband turned our, our refrigerator box into a castle for them. I mean, you know, they spent hours with that, you know, and, and it's like, you know, and, 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 you know, you, you do, you'll see, you'll see um, people around the world where they're playing soccer, but they're playing soccer with like, you know, wadded up newspaper or something. It's not a real ball, but yet they're still playing the game. And so, so this is the kind of thing you're talking about, right? Yes. Yeah. You know, if you want to understand human nature, uh, look at children. That's where mm -hmm. science goes when they try to discover, you know, what are the properties? What are the elements of human nature? And, um, you know, children, flowers, dogs, they are operating from, um, they're, they're, not, they're not divided within themselves. They, they're, they're not operating from an inside-outside paradigm. They're, they're operating from their basic nature. And the way in which they operate is exactly as you describe, is that um, they're adventuresome, they're curious, they're happy. Uh, you, they're, they're, they're easily channeled into happy activities. All I got to do with my grandchildren is throw blank paper and crayons out on the dining room table on a mm -hmm. rainy day. And they're, they're happy for the rest of the day. And, and they're, they're incredibly creative. Um, Pablo Picasso said, his quote is, it took me four years to learn how to paint just like Raphael, and it took me a lifeline to remember how to paint like a child. Yeah. That's, it's a, it's a return to what DeMello is talking about is a return to our basic nature. And it, and it, it does, uh, the way I'm presenting that, I agree, it does sound easy, and it is it's simple. It's simple. It's not necessarily easy. Yeah. But, well, what makes it hard is that we're so attached to getting what we think we're supposed to get from the world, mm. you know, and we're really attached to being approved of mm. and being, and being um, appreciated in those kinds of ways. And we're constantly looking outside of ourselves. And then we wonder, why am I in why am I suffering with insecurity? Well, that's why. Okay. Uh, you're looking for validation of what you are outside of yourself instead of turning around. Um, but, you know, we, we've really been programmed um, in, in, a, in a relentless kind of way to upset ourselves. You know, society uh, um, has, has done this to us. Uh -huh. We've been programmed to upset ourselves when life doesn't go the way our programming demands it should. Uh -huh. It's wired right into our brain in terms of uh, how, we, how the world should be, who, who we should be, ah. and what we should want. And um, That deadly word should. That, that very, very, very deadly word should. That's right. We should, we should all over ourselves, don't we? <laughs> yes. So you free yourself from the oppressive fear of failing because mm. that's what you're up against. Because um, you don't know who you are. You don't know what you should want. Uh, you don't know how the world should be. We're, in this, we're really in a state of confusion because we're so externally focused. Mm -hmm. um, and you free yourself from that oppressive fear of failing through awareness. You step back from the distress uh, but at the same time, you let yourself feel the upset, you know, without, ah. 
without any need of trying to fix it. And that's where th what this book by Anthony DeMello is all about. Stop fixing yourself. You're all right. <laughs> Understand the stress is happening in you. It's not happening to you. Reality's neutral. You know, when a that's when true. We were before the program started, we we're talking about the big rainstorm here. And um, if if I was had gotten upset at all the rain, um, I would have blamed the rain for it. Well, the rain's not to blame for it. My upset, my upset's coming from me. So so as you go through this process of awareness, you step back from that distress. You let yourself feel the upset. You're mapping the territory of your own suffering, of your own stress, of your own fear. Um, without trying to fix anything, you let things be exactly as they are, understanding that it's the, the stress, the depression, the upset is happening in you. It's not happening to you. It's not in reality, but equally that you're not your upset. And as you observe, you're not those emotions, in other words. And as you observe it, it will pass. And as it passes, what happens typically with a human being is they quiet down. Uh -huh. You give in to that moment in which you quiet down and allow yourself to become silent and present here and now. What you will find is what begins to arise in and of itself, all by itself, is this nature of yours, is this feeling of happiness, the feeling of connection with all that is, with this uh -huh. feeling of, of being at peace, with this understanding that you really need nothing, not in the moment. And that if you, and as you do that, you begin to um, feel a, a deep sense of appreciation and gratitude for the life that you are. Because at, th at that moment, when you pass out of that distress, pass out of externalizing yourself in all the ways that you do, and pass into this quiet, you pass into what really defines life. Mm -hmm. That other way of doing it, stress, <laughs> it's like the living dead. Right. And so many of us are, are living incredibly stressful lives in, in a state of confusion. And it is, you know, sometimes my sister used to throw her hands up and look to God and say, I'm coming, take me back. <laughs> <laughs> but you, they, you, it's a question of you taking yourself back. Right. It's a question of coming back home to yourself. And awareness is what does that for you? You know, okay. the, the old saying is, is you, you don't have to find your nature, you, your loving nature, this love that you are, this happiness and peace that you are. It's, it's already in there. You just have to remove the blocks to it. Okay. And that's what awareness does for you. Okay. So this is Happily Ever After is just the beginning on webtalkradio.net. I'm talking about personal and relational happiness with author and executive director of the Center for Spiritual Exchange, Don Goey. And if you've taken on the job to make your partner happy, I encourage you to stop, not because you don't wish them happiness, only that you can't provide it. If you want to learn what you can do to have a successful relationship and create the opportunity for your own happiness, I can help. I invite you to take a moment and get in touch with me either by email or phone and schedule your free five-star relationship discovery session. You can reach me by email at Leslie, L-E-S-L-I at foundationscoachingnc.com. That's F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N-S, 
coaching N is in Nancy, C is in Charlie, or you can reach me by phone at 919-924-0463. Again, that's 919-924-0463. So Don, you're talking about, um, you know, feeling or just sitting with those, you know, the upset, the stuff that, that we don't, that human beings don't like to feel. Um, and, you know, and again, this is, this is frequently what happens in relationships is I don't want my partner. I don't want my child. I don't want this person to be upset. So let me fix it, which of course we can't do, but it also implies that those feelings are somehow things we shouldn't be feeling. And what I'm hearing from you is that, you know, coming into awareness and just letting things be is really the better choice, right? Self-discovery. You know, the, the, the reason that um, you stop fixing yourself <laughs> is that it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, oftentimes uh, I'll, I'll have people that argue for all the hard work that they've put in to trying to change themselves. Mm-hmm. And I ask them, well, where did it get you? <laughs> and I said, you, you're here once again, listening to me tell you about this guy, Anthony DeMello, because you're still searching because you haven't found awareness actually is the way in which you, you stop seeking and you start finding. And what you start finding is all the ways in which uh, you, you have a programming that's operating, it's operating really functioning right out of your brain uh-huh. to, to be upset. You know, when I, speaking of um, uh, marriages and divorces, my wife and I years ago, we reached a a really critical part, point in our relationship where we were going to go our separate ways. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, one day it just dawned on me that in all of the upsets we were having and all of the things we were, uh, were, were communicating to one another, another it it in particularly with me it had everything to do with what she was doing uh-huh. it had everything to do my mind was was fixated on what she was thinking what what she was maybe planning uh, what what she was doing what she was not doing this went on and on i was uh-huh. you know i was fixated <laughs> making yourself a little her. crazy <laughs> yes and i was very upset with her that the 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 things I was finding wrong with her weren't landing on her enough so that she would correct them and make me feel better, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And suddenly I realized that I was being challenged um, to turn around uh-huh. to change my direction and look look at myself and to speak from my own experience instead of you upset me mm-hmm. is is there's something inside of me that's upsetting me. Right. And, and I don't know who's to blame for it, but I know it's coming from in, inside of me. And that's that's when I began to, to apply awareness in my relationship with my wife. And, you know, because I discovered what you are aware of, you control. And what you're unaware of controls you. I mean, just in terms of yourself. Mm-hmm. So, so what DeMello is telling us, really, it's enough for you to simply be watchful and aware as you go through whatever conflict or distress you're going through. Um, and 
And through that, all that is basically neurotic within you will begin to drop and you'll wake up. And it's hard for people to believe it, but I haven't known, you know, I've been coaching people for years and I haven't known somebody that really stepped into this process of awareness that within uh, two weeks didn't see a real difference. Interesting. Awareness allows you to see and feel what's going on inside of you that's sabotaging your clarity, that's sabotaging your happiness, the negativity, the upsets, the pessimism, the aggression, the, the competitiveness, the blaming, the shaming, the shame that mm. then, you know, boomerangs back on you, leaves you feeling worthless. And as you make an unconscious pattern conscious, um, what, what we find in psych, psychotherapy is that it dissolves. Uh, psychotherapy is really about bringing people into awareness of the ways in which they're sabotaging themselves unconsciously. And as they do that, it dissipates. That's what psychotherapy is all about. So, so again, first thing, I'm sorry, go ahead. So what are some steps? What are some actual, I mean, things that help people come into this awareness? I mean, cause I, I mean, as, as, as I'm saying this, I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, myself, my, you know, my kids, my clients, and, you know, there's almost this visceral pushback against it. It's like, you know, um, it's sort of like, uh, well, how is it, how is awareness that's that I'm bothered by something going to help? Oh, well, what you just said there is really, really important. Um, it, it, that, that visceral feeling of resistance, mm-hmm. the wanting to do it is, is usually the first thing you run into, the first mm-hmm block that you run into i don't want to i don't mm-hmm. want to i don't want to feel what i feel because mm-hmm. i feel lousy right and i and some people even think if if i allow myself to feel it i'll go crazy um you know it'll get worse it'll consume mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. and um it, you know the, it, it takes courage to wake up you know we like to stay in bed and pull the covers over our head so what so what the first thing you, you got to buy is a hypothesis, or at least be willing to to test uh-huh. the hypothesis that um, that your natural your natural state is far better than the experience you're having in life. It's already resident within you, but it's blocked, and it's blocked by the way in which you've been programmed, and the way in which that program comes out is through through negativity, through uh-huh. upset pessimism and that kind of thing and that you as you uncover that programming and how how it's operating and functioning within you in your daily life in your relationships and you in the in the way you proceed with your work and all the things that go on in your life as you begin to allow it to come up don't push it away don't repress it don't try to change it into something else but to be present with it that through that, it begins to dissolve, that, mm-hmm. that, you know, what you're aware of, you begin to control, meaning your life experience, what you're unaware of controls you, meaning your life experience. So the first thing you need to do is to get in touch with those negative feelings. And maybe the first one is, is I don't want to do this. <laughs> so a little, little bit of uh, coward, right. cowardness. Okay, that's not it. That, and just just write it. I have a, a grandson who's a wonderful surfer, and he talks about once you jump on the wave, 
it'll begin to rise. And now there's no turning it back. And you just, you, you just get into it. You ride the wave. It won't kill you. Believe me. Right. And sometimes, and so, and sometimes it, you crash on that wave and sometimes you ride it all the way through and it's, and it's fantastic. Well, the one thing, the wonderful thing about um, our programming and, and bringing awareness to it is that when you're riding a wave as a surfer, uh, the, the, the ocean's real. You know, it's out there. When you're riding the wave of your negative emotions, you're riding illusion. And illusion by its very nature disappear. And so, so, so here's, what you, here's what you do, these steps you walk through. You get in touch with those negative feelings. If there's a bit of resistance at the beginning, allow it. Let it come up. Don't even try to change it. Stay with it with that re- resistance. You'll notice that you might have some anxiety there. Uh-huh. You might have some depression there. Uh, th- something that you're usually not aware of very keenly. Uh-huh. And, um, and then you get in touch with those feelings. You observe the thoughts you're thinking that producing this upset that you're feeling, um, leading you to this narrow perspective that turns into the attitude dis- that's disempowering you and, and shortening your experience, turning your experience into the experience you don't want to have. Uh-huh. And you, but, you, but as you do this awareness, you step back from it um in zen buddhism they, they actually call it stepping back okay you, as if you're watching someone else you're trying to get some objectivity here to see what's going on um and as if you're watching someone else a friend suffering like you're suffering right uh-huh. now but at the same time allowing the upset to churn up all the feelings it's doing that's step number one. Second step you want to acknowledge that the negative feelings in you it's not in reality mm-hmm. and that, that's that's a pretty that's a hard one yeah <laughs> but it's, it's self-evident but most people don't get it right um really do think that uh that that, it, that the upset they're having is happening to them and and it, they they can't even take the next step it's not only hap- not happening to them but it's actually happening for them it's a grace helping to wake them up mm-hmm. so it's not happening to uh, it's not happening for you to um, it's happening for you excuse me to help you wake up right right it's not something so, to, it's not, it's not something to fix it's actually it's actually a, a gift to help you grow you yes. know, which which I love this because you know the especially when we're you know one of one of the things I talk about is when you know, when you're married you've got a built-in scapegoat if that person would just do a B or C I'd be fine. But we can't but we can't get them to do that. So what you're saying and I and I say this to my clients, I said, when you focus on you, the one thing that you you do have control over, everything changes. And 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 what you're telling me, me you know, what you're what you're sharing is that that this is the answer that everybody's looking for. But we just keep fighting it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we we. um Human beings have a capacity to work against their own self-interest. Yes, <laughs> amazingly so, in so many ways. That's because we've been programmed that way. So, so that you take that first step, you know, you get in touch with that negative feelings, you step back from them as if you're watching another person. Mm-hmm. Um, you 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 introduce the idea to yourself that this is happening in me not to me Mm -hmm. you don't judge yourself for it Mm -hmm. it's not your fault 
it's it's uh, it's what you're what you're seeing passing before your eyes and and experiencing as emotion has been programmed into you it's been programmed into your brain as a way of reacting um and you do that and then then the third step is very important is you don't identify with the negative feeling you don't especially you don't you don't judge it or if you do judge it and judge yourself condemn yourself for feeling negative you process that as just more negativity going on mm-hmm. um your upset have nothing to do with your true self, with your basic nature, nothing to do with them at all. So you don't say, I am depressed. Your, your, your amygdala, your brain's fear center takes that as literal. Uh-huh. I am yes. depressed. That's who I am. If you want to say my experience at the moment is depression, that's fine. If you want to say depression, fear is there right now, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But don't say I, I am afraid. Personalizing it, right, yeah. Exactly, because you're defining yourself in terms of a feeling, and that's your illusion, that's your mistake. In no way does that feeling affect your essential self. Demello says it's like uh, taking black paint and throwing it in the air and then looking to the sky to see if the sky got contaminated. <laughs> so you're the blue sky. Right. These dark clouds come across it, but they pass. And so you observe the negativity non-judgmentally. The more you do it, the easier it gets. The more you begin to see, this really has nothing to do with me, my, the essential I that I mm-hmm. am. Mm-hmm. And it's not my fault. I can see how... I bought into this programming hook, line, and sinker, and I can see the negativity and the, and the pain that comes right. with it. And, and then the fourth step is you will watch, as you do this, you, you'll watch how these emotions pass. Everything passes in this right. world, especially emotions. So there you are in the middle of your torment, and at the same time, looking at it as if it were somebody else's upset, acknowledging it's not me in me I'm acknowledging it is in me not a reality understanding it's going to pass and when it does pass as I said you're free Uh suddenly you're free so you relax into feeling free you let your mind be quiet you observe as peace arises in you all by itself as you it, it comes right up behind it um, the the upset and right behind that will be happiness uh-huh. and that's fulfillment that's what that's a f- what fulfillment is it's not out there it's arising within you um, it's your natural state and when you see that when you get a, a even a small glimpse of that you'll come back to awareness the next day and you'll be practicing awareness all day you'll actually reach a point with awareness where um, for example, where you where you becomes your friend. Uh-huh. One one day, um, a few years ago, I was walking down the hallway, coming into my office, and it was a great day. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. I, everything was running along pretty smoothly, <laughs> and suddenly I had this hit, this feeling of dread. It was oh, like dear. this yeah. uh-huh. cloud coming over me, and it was not specific. Um, it wasn't related to anything, but there it was. Uh-huh. And since I'd been practicing awareness, I stopped in my tracks. I went, I went into my office, sat down in a chair and, and let it up and let it come through. And um, what I discovered was I, that had been going on in me probably every day for the last 40 years. And 
as I, as I really calmed down from it and as it dissipated, the very first thing that came in kind of sideways, uh, uh, my intuition opened up and provided this picture of my stepfather. Mm. And he programmed mm. that into me. Right. He had programmed right. me to be afraid of the world. He programmed into me that I would never amount to much. Anytime I did anything well or came home with some kind of reward, he had some way of knocking it down. And so I got programmed with the belief that if something's good, if something good happens, something's going to knock it down. Right. And that generated that emotion of dread. And now I understood where it was coming from. And now when it comes up, it still comes up, you know, that stuff sure. that gets programmed into the brain, does it, it, dissip- it can get weaker, but it doesn't always go away. But when, now when it comes up, I shift out of it immediately. I, I, right. I look at it and I go, thank you for reminding me <laughs> that that's still there. And we're not going down the dark alley right now. I'm, right. And I'm, I'm, and, and I'm good. Thank you very much. I'm moving on. Well, this, is, this has been such a fantastic conversation. So can you share where people can find more information about this? Because when we take when we take ownership of our own lives, wonderful things can happen. But like you said, what we've trained is to have it all be external and, and, to, not, and, and to not fear this, this internal stuff. So where can they learn more about, about this work and about you? That's right. And, and so and getting, and, and, and coming home to yourself, as you were just talking about, I just want to emphasize uh, is a very simple thing that takes a great deal of courage called awareness mm-hmm. and i just tell your audience if they get started if they work with somebody like you they'll quickly see the results and in a few short weeks the quality of their experience is going to change they're going to be different they're going to respond to life differently they're going to be more alive they're going to be more open they're going to be less conflicted with themselves and other people you know the upsets like i was saying they'll still come mm-hmm. shift out of them more right. quickly and there's a lot of material you can get from our website at Demello, D-E-M-E-L-L-O, DemelloCenter.com. There's audios of of Tony Demello giving lectures. There's videos. Uh, There's a a blog. There's a thought of the day that you can get, sign up for for free. Um, it's, It's really quite wonderful. And then the new book that just came out, you can get it at Amazon. It's uh, it's a bestseller now. At Amazon. Tony DeMello sold a couple of million books. He's right. been around, mm-hmm. he's very famous, so they can get it. It's called "Stop Fixing Yourself, Wake Up, All Is Well." So, happiness is something most of us seek, and you've heard today that it's available to you right now without anything in your life needing to change. And the power in that statement is amazing. So my question, what will help you claim it? I hope you have found this show as interesting as I have today. And I hope you'll keep listening. And until next week, stay loving. 